At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church to permanently indwell believers. What immediately followed was a sermon. Peter bore witness to the exalted Lord Jesus. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. For Old Covenant Israel, Pentecost was one of the three annual feasts that all adult males were required to attend. It was a day of joy and thanksgiving at the completion of the harvest season on the 50th day following Passover. For the New Covenant Church, it has been one of the three major feasts each year, along with Christmas and Resurrection Day. It marks the birth of the New Testament, or Apostolic Church, and the outpouring of God the Holy Spirit promised by the Lord on the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hear now God's word in Acts chapter 2, verses 14 through 21. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above, and signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The first four verses of this chapter, Luke records for us the events of Pentecost. He writes about the gift of tongues so that each there was hearing the proclamation in his own language. This led to praising, pondering, and proclaiming the glory of God and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But not everybody there was praising. Some mocked, even slandered those who were present, saying they were drunk. And in that context, Peter stands up, and he proclaims what is truly going on in their sight and in their experience. He responds to their mocking and unbelief by declaring that they were seeing the fulfillment of God's promises, God's word given to the prophet Joel. The fulfillment of this prophecy was an indication that the last days had arrived. Our text ends with a glorious promise. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. As we continue reading through this chapter, Peter faithfully preaches the person and work of Christ, his life and death, his bodily resurrection and ascension, and implied in verses 34 and 35, his coming again in glory 
to judge the living and the dead. Many who heard Peter preaching were pierced to the heart, and they cried out, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter told them. About 3,000 repented and believed, were baptized and forgiven of their sins. They became recipients of the Holy Spirit and were continually devoting themselves to worship and fellowship. The day of Pentecost took place 2,000 years ago. The fruit of Pentecost continues to this day. Today, Christians continue to praise God the Father, proclaim God the Son, and possess God the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit continues to work in and through Christ's bride, the Lord Jesus Christ is exalted and praised by believers. While the proclamation continues to go into all the world, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. 